I'm a mess. I do my makeup in the car. Pulling up 6:30 when I told you six o'clock. I admit I'm always about to fall apart, but you would never notice 'cause I make you think I'm not. You're saying Okay, we just uh, got an interesting start to the show. Like usual, I fucked shit up. What else is new? (laughs) Whatever, you did a good job. (laughs) But we are so excited to have our first unfiltered episode of Swiping Up. (laughs) So excited. And we have a very special guest. Uh, She's a longtime listener of Swiping Up, which is awesome. And we're so excited to have her on. Uh, Her name is Christina and her handle is can't get a text back. And she is the dating and relationship coach that we probably all need in our lives. No, we all needed her when we were single. (laughs) I know I could have definitely used you. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of married people can probably use her too. True, true, true. So anyways, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I've been like, I told you guys before we started recording, like I have been here since day one and I've been waiting for this moment. So I am (laughs) very excited to be here. This is a full circle. This is so fun for me. It is a full (laughs) circle moment. Okay. So tell everybody a little bit about um, your background and what it is that you do. Okay. So I wanted, I wanted a creative outlet. I think I wanted to low key be a bib like three and a half years ago. I knew that I wanted to do something that was creative online. Before this, I was actually a makeup artist for 10 years. I worked in in retail doing makeup and and I was like, I don't think I want to do that, but I want to do something online. And, um, I was giving one of my friends dating advice, actually relationship advice. And I was single and she was like, wow, you're really good at this. And I said, yeah, I'm pretty good for somebody who can't get a text back. And I was like, "Uh Oh, head to Instagram, check the handle, you know? And and I, I started just making content about dating and relationships. And I actually at the same time met my boyfriend. Uh, so it just started as something fun, like blogging videos, a little podcasting here and there. Um, and then I decided at the end of last year to become an actual dating coach because my DMs were always getting flooded with uh, advice for that. So now, you know, I'm on Instagram and TikTok doing videos and stuff, uh, but I am uh, a coach. Uh, so I coach a lot of millennial women when it comes to dating and relationships, ditching hookup culture, all that good stuff. I love nice. it. Me you too. are literally every like third video on my for you page on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And I think I messaged you a while back. Like it must have been right when you decided to really kind of amp up your business. And I was yeah. like, you're killing it. Like your content is so good. It's captivating. Your graphics are great. Yeah. Your so- feed is so pretty. We're like, we have your thing pulled, your Instagram pulled up right now. And I love that you have can't get a text back as your handle. Like how many people Thank do you, you think has tried to get that? And you're like, nope, sorry. I got it. Thanks. I don't know. It's I was I was shocked that it wasn't yeah. taken, you know, and it's such like a millennial phrase, you that's know, what, like that's we've exactly all used it. that. Yes. yes, I'm so surprised so, too. I love yeah, it. I yeah, mean that, that was really cute. like thank you. So, um yeah, that was really like the universe was like you need that yeah. handle. I can't Pushing believe that nobody you. had it, but yeah. That's the best though when it just happens like that, like yep. organically and it pops in your head and you go and you're like, "Dang, that's available. This is meant to be." And then Yep. 
here you are just living your best life. Are you still with your boyfriend? Yes. Oh, how long have you been together? I'm not going to uh, A little <laughs> over three. No, no. Like a little over math. three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, a little I, over three years. You probably years, said yeah. it, but oh, nice. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I'm not yeah. good at math. I mean, I don't, but I know she had said it. Then I'm like, wait, I should probably know this if she had already like clued us in. I have something in my eye and it is driving me crazy. Can you see it? I cannot. It's this cheap ass mascara I'm wearing all flaked up in my eye. Don't swipe up on it. Don't swipe <laughs> or, or don't tap the link. That mascara could not get a text back. No, it can't. Uh-uh. So what are, I, what are, I guess your services? Like what are the things that you do for your clients? So, um, I do a lot of one-on-one, so you could either work with me for an hour via zoom, or you could do a four week program. So, uh, one hour a week for four weeks consecutively. And it could just be like, you just have one issue with a guy. You just started dating somebody. They're being hot and cold, just as an example. And you kind of want to gain some more clarity or you're like, girl, my life is a mess. Let's just start from scratch and figure this out and we'll work together. Um, And then I even do some text coaching back and forth with clients, um, but it really ranges. Um, But yeah, a lot lot of one-on-one, but the biggest thing I'm working on now, which I think will be a little more millennial-esque would be, uh, I'm doing an online course. Like we're all so sick of Zoom these days. Like everybody's working and like, video chatting and and doing that sort of stuff. So I'm doing something where it's um, more where you're going to be able to download and do it at your own pace. And it's like working with me one-on-one, but you get to do it when you feel like it and, you know, not commit to me for, you know, hours every week, especially when you're, you know, trying to date and get out there and meet people. So yeah, yeah, a few different ways that you could work with me. um, But a lot of it is just through Zoom one-on-one. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I was gonna say, I bet so many people really need you right now because with COVID and everything being shut down, people always say like, I have clients that are single and I don't know how to help them. Obviously. I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how you meet people. COVID shut everything down or people just want you to like come to their house, which seems to be like the thing where guys are like, Hey, why don't you just come over? I'll cook you dinner. And I'm like, really? That sounds fake. Like a first date. Yes. Yes. So many people. No, that's like a huge issue. You know, like that, that's like a giant issue. That's, and not even just with everything that's been going on in the world. It's just become more of an issue in the last few years where everything with dating is so casual, you know, like too casual. Agreed. Not like let's grab a coffee, like right. yeah, just like come to my house and you know. No. I feel it's, like it's that's so what you did when you were dating and you were like twenty two and didn't have any money and mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like that would be the kind of like date that you would have, like mm-hmm. a come over situation. I think that's how like Netflix and chill became a thing. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, if I'm in my thirties and you want to take me out or you want to like, what's the word? Um, be cheap. No, <laughs> like when you're courting somebody, yeah. like, yeah, like take me fucking out, right? But what happened yeah. to like not giving people your address on the first date? Like, I didn't even meet people at my house. I was like, no, I don't trust you like that. I don't know you like that, right? And this was years ago, so now right. it's like, oh yeah, just come to my house. No, what if you murder me? I'm not gonna get murdered exactly. over hamburger helper. I'm sorry, it's not happening. Right. Like not going to be my death meal. That's what it's not going to be. No, a hundred percent. Because you know, a guy who's asking you to hang out, just like hang out at their house, like before they even know you is Mm -hmm. making you hamburger helper. You're right about that. 100%. (laughs) And it's probably the off brand, which is fine. I'm sure it's great, but it's just, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'd be afraid that I would end up in the freezer, like chopped into pieces. I would be the hamburger helper. Like you're going to chop me up and put me in it. <laughs> like, oh, there's a boat. 
Oh, Jack. Maybe it was a fingernail. Oh, gross. <laughs> you know, that happened to me once. What? Your finger got cut off? I No, I was eating, I was eating a McChicken. We had stopped at McDonald's on the way to a horse show, and I got a McChicken, and there was a fucking fingernail You got a McFingernail? I got a, Mc, I got a McFingernail. Oh. A McFingernail. Yuck. Yeah. I should have yeah. sued. You really should have. We could have been really rich. Right we we, we could have been rich in a real studio. <laughs> you probably wouldn't uh, be living in Cary if that were the case, would it? You're like, I'm not living here. She would have been living in Beverly Hills. Yeah. That's where I want. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can't go through a, a show without action. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. We're just switching it up. Um, okay. Obviously, like, I don't want you to give away the milk. We want people to buy the cow. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind Mm -hmm. of the expression. Mm -hmm. But do you have like a golden rule that's like if you were to give one piece of advice to every single person. Like this would be it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's going to sound vague, but it's really as simple as it sounds like. Everything is your responsibility. Like every single thing when it comes to dating is your responsibility. So I'm not saying like it's your responsibility to make sure somebody doesn't, somebody like doesn't cheat on you or doesn't ghost you, but like the way that you react, everything, everything you accept, everything that happens to you is most likely, I don't like saying your fault because that sounds really mean, but everything is your responsibility. And the second that you decide like this is my fault or, this is what I could have done differently is the moment that like everything starts changing. I kind of love that though, because that's not just applicable to dating, but if you're married or in a committed relationship or even just with friendships, I feel like any relationship for sure that Mm -hmm. transcends like all those different dynamics. A hundred percent. There's probably not a lot of that going on either because so many people get so defensive. Like I even think about my relationships, like whether it be a friendship or whatever, and someone like tells you something like our natural reaction is like, well, hold on a second. I did that because you did this. That happens in relationships all the time. And it could have been like a great relationship, but you shut it Mm -hmm. down so quick. Right. Because you don't even give it a chance. Right. I've lost count of just like the amount of women, especially who are like, all men are trash. All men are trash. Guys suck. And, you know, yeah, of course, they're. you know, I I can understand if back to back to back, you're having the same issues. But if you're having those issues back to back, it's like, what are you doing? Right. There's a common denominator somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be everybody else. Right. Like, at some point, we have to do a little self-reflection. I know I was a real pain in the ass, you know, (laughs) so I know what I was doing, you know, what I was doing wrong and, you know, so. Or being too picky, you know, I have a couple girls that are my clients in their younger twenties and they're always like, every time they come in, I love hearing dating stories. So I'm sure your job Mm -hmm. is probably a lot of fun because it's very interesting. And I always ask them, I'm like, you know, are you dating anybody? And they're like, no, I'm just so picky. I'm like, oh, okay. But like, what do you mean? Because I feel like everybody's picky, but Right. I don't think picky is a bad thing, but if you're no, like, but dissecting, nobody's perfect. Right. So if you're looking for someone that has everything right, like you have to figure out what you can live with and what you can't live without. Like, yeah. You know? I mean, I wish that my clients would be more picky, to be honest with you. Oh. So it's, it's not even pick, picky and selective or two different. I was okay. going to say picky or particular. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you're right about like being too picky. Like I'll have a girl who thinks a red flag is that she doesn't like the sneakers he's wearing, but <laughs> he'll treat her like shit and that's okay. It's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but, uh, no. <laughs> right. 
Like, who cares what his car looks like? Is he nice to his mom? You know? <laughs> like, right. Right. Like, picky right. over the things <laughs> that actually matter. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, like, superficial stuff. Yes. Have you ever had to fire a client? I try to do consultations with people before I work with them. So I would Smart. rather <laughs> say no and not work with someone right. than work with someone who's not willing to do the work. So that hasn't happened yet, but usually it's because, you know, it, it's, it's really a process in the beginning of making sure that we're a right fit for each other. You know, yeah. my, my style of communication might not be for them. I'm like very tough love. I'm very New York in my approach. Then, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's a good thing though. People probably want that if they're seeking you, I would not want to pay for someone to blow smoke up my ass. Right. You Who's better tell like, me. Pussy foot around right. like, yeah. the important exactly. stuff. You got to tell me how it is because otherwise yeah. it's a waste of our time, my money, my dating life. Yeah. That I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. Mike and I still date, but you know what I mean. I was just gonna say, wait, <laughs> even if you're you in a relationship a or married, whatever, you still have yeah. to date. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. It is true. Okay, so earlier, uh, like actually a couple weeks ago, on our Instagram, we put up a question box for people's savage secrets. Yes, and mm-hmm. we got some really. I'm so excited about this. Interesting uh, <laughs> submission. So we're going to go through uh, with Christina some of these savage secrets and dissect those with her. Um, and then we're also going to have an Ask Christina section. We put up a question box um, for some of you guys to submit questions about what you guys have going on. Um, and there's some good ones in there, too. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, but first, we were talking a little bit about... Uh, Courtney Shields, because she's one of the bibs that you follow. Yes. And there's been a lot going on in her life lately. So Mm -hmm. we kind of were like, oh, this could be like interesting to kind of discuss from like your perspective too as a a dating coach. Yeah. There's been a lot of change in her life. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. Like I, so I, I go through phases and I feel like you guys probably do this too, where like you follow people and then you unfollow when you're just like, yeah, I've had enough of your content. 100%. It's not, like no hard feelings. It's right. just after a while, if something gets redundant, but I've stayed following her for a long time, mostly because it's like, I think that she's like hot and looks like she lives in a nice house and I like the things she shares. And like, yeah. I don't care about any of the scandal. Like for me, that's yeah. never a reason for me to unfollow somebody. Like, I don't care if that makes me a bad person. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, if yeah. I like the way you make your iced coffee and how you decorate your, your living room, like that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. So I still follow her. Um, with and, that being and let's said, be honest, she hasn't done yeah. anything like egregious, you no. know, she just, right. whatever people have an, have issues with her. She's a little controversial because of that, but she's not a bad person by any means. Right. right. No. So it's like, who cares if you, all. if you enjoy the content she shares and want to keep following her. Great. I still yeah. follow her too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with, when the whole thing happened with her meeting this guy and then getting engaged super quickly, I wasn't su- I wasn't shocked that this happened. Like I could tell a lot of people, you know, we've all been in those like Facebook groups and people talk about uh-huh. stuff and yeah. everybody was so sh- like shocked and making a huge deal about it. But there's this very fine line now between celebrities and influencers. And what people don't realize is like 
she was, I don't know, maybe with this guy, we we're, we're assuming like six months or less, right? Because we don't know how right. long before she started dating him. Um, she's with this guy for only like six months. And it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities that people get engaged within six months. It right. happens yeah, all the time. Quote, I was just going to say, quote, normal people. Yeah. It yeah. happens. It happens all the time when you get engaged so publicly and the, your ring is a fucking glacier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's when people are like, Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. But the reason why that's able to happen at the end of the day is because of like money that like nobody talks about how most, most relationships when it comes time and you're talking about getting married, I mean, like we're going through it now where there's like some money that needs to be saved. Yeah. Like, right. So a lot of preparation that needs to happen. And, you know, especially yeah. if you care about that sort of thing, like, yeah, I, I, sure. would, I would like a diamond engagement ring. So, um, you know, uh, normal people with like normal salaries have to wait for that. But somebody mm-hmm. who is like Courtney Shields and, you know, assuming that, you know, the guy who's going to be compatible for her is somebody who does well for themselves and who knows what kind of connections and things like that. Like, that's why that happens so quickly. It's, it's a very celebrity like thing. Yeah. I think influencers, there's that fine line now. And like, Mm -hmm. that's why that happens. Yeah. You know, I think that the other thing with, with influencers, especially now is like, I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. She, she was just saying to me like, Oh, I wonder if like anybody our age who we're friends with, if they're actually going to start like getting divorced in a couple of years, I said, millennials, I think are going to get divorced less because they are going to be embarrassed about what they put out on social media and they don't want anybody to know that right. it's actually different. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. But I feel like we hear about that in different ways. I mean, whether mm-hmm. it's how bad your kid is being and then you're only showing a perfect feed or whatever, it's yeah. right. you're only seeing it sparkle, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're exactly right. I mean, I never thought about that. It's like being accountable, but you're being accountable to your, your grid, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, so, I mean... It was just like this picture perfect thing. I do it commend her for just like coming out. And it probably, it seems like it was quickly after it yeah. happened. Like the two really came out and was just like, okay, that didn't work out. Saw a red flag. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's this like keep up with the Joneses type of thing in the, in the, in the bib community where followers live for the next moment, the next moment, yes. the next moment. Like there's some of pressure. these shows. Yeah. Like after their weddings, they're just posting wedding content constantly. And then you're like, they're going to have a nervous breakdown if it's not about them anymore. What are they going to do next? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And then it's, and then it's the baby and then it's the nursery and then, and then it's the next baby and then it's the next house. And there's always something. And like, Mm. I don't know. I mean, she might've been blindsided with the engagement, which I mean, I haven't, I haven't been following her stories that much lately. I don't know if she's ever spoken about that or if she kind of just said her piece and, and moved on from it. But you know, like I, I can imagine just wanting that. I don't want to say attention because it sounds so mean, but like feeling like you need to keep up in some way. Yeah, it's yeah. being relevant. You have to keep doing things to be relevant. And when people around yeah. you are getting married, or I guess probably people in the clique that she was rolling with was more like mm-hmm. having babies and doing yeah. that, building houses. So you got to do something to like yeah. be the attention grabber. Not saying she did yeah. it for that, but you know, like you said, you're keeping up with the Joneses. Damn, Joneses ain't always happy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, right. I think too, like, yes, there's the whole like influencer aspect where like people are trying to like keep up a front, mm-hmm. but it happens with everyday people too. It does, and yeah. she's mm-hmm. in her, she's how old? 
early 30s. Mm-hmm. So she's early 30s. She has a child, but she finds herself divorced. Mm-hmm. I don't know any any person who's in their early 30s, famous, quote, or non-famous, mm-hmm. who isn't going to feel like, well, shit. Yeah. Now I'm I'm divorced. I'm alone. I have one child. If I want to have another child, what yeah. am I, what am I going to, you know, and yeah. there's that mm-hmm. pressure to kind of like put things on fast forward in your life so mm-hmm. that you can get yeah. to that point and kind of start over before it's, you know, too late. And so yeah. people just are like relationship people, you know, like mm-hmm. I was probably mostly a relationship kind of person. Like I was always in long-term relationships other than probably like two years of my whole adult life. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things too. That like some people just gravitate to finding somebody and you, overlook right like I'm sure you hear that with people they get blindsided so it's good to have someone like you to kind of like listen and digest the things that they're infatuated with because we all go through the infatuation and you kind of look past these things but then it starts when you get more serious and you're having those conversations you're like oh it's kind of like bad yeah you know well yeah having somebody like you too is a third you're a third party Mm -hmm. you're not coming in with any biases towards the person who you're talking to or right you know their significant other yeah I, I think the other thing too with her or really with anybody who's sharing their relationship publicly it's like for the amount of time that it was perceived to be mm-hmm. she really could have still like when they got engaged that relationship probably still shouldn't have been shared with the world mm-hmm. because yeah. of how much of a public like for somebody who's just like your average person who doesn't have an online presence, like, yeah, you know, you start dating somebody, you'll share them right away. They break up. Who cares? Like what people from your high school are going to talk about it. But when you have nearly (laughs) a million people on the internet following you and you're sharing so much about like the, like that's, it's private at the end of the day, you know, it's so private. And to share so much of that from the beginning is like, I just hope that it's like a cautionary tale now where you're, you're just, you're not sharing so much of yourself right away. And that's almost more of a red flag. Like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but the couples who share the most are like probably the the most doing miserable. Spencer and I were just talking about this last week before we were recording. We always say people that have to like overly perform are usually doing that and overcompensating for something. And Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes bloggers and the bibs want to be celebrities, but not on everything. So then you like want to show all the glitz and glamour and we got engaged and here's my ring and here's my wedding and da, da, da. da. But then when something goes bad, all of a Mm -hmm. sudden, and I get it, like I would want privacy too, but you have to really think about that as far as putting your life Mm -hmm. out there and being like, well, no, actually I want privacy for this. That's like celebrities. I'm not giving you privacy. Like (laughs) I'm not doing that. Like I'm going to be wanting to know, like Britney Spears got engaged today. (gasps) Yeah, I saw. No, she did it. She did. I did not see. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And she was just um, shaking her uh, booty on stories. So yeah. Well, her good for her though. Nude, her. nude and all. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Did she? I missed that. Yeah. She sure did. Oh, but like people <laughs> like that, like we want to know all. We get obsessive as a culture about wanting to know more and everything, yeah. and especially if you put your life out there. Give it to me. Yeah. Give me more. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think that any of like can, can you think off the top of your head like one? Bib, whose relationship is actually the way it seems online. I think, and I'm talking like obnoxious. Oh no, not obnoxious. I think Maddie Nelson and her husband seem very like in love. Like I really do think they are like. But you mean obnoxious, like 
Like a terrible relationship, like fake? Like not 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 like terrible, but the ones who like put it out there yes. where you're just like, okay, we get it. The, but the you're Lebevs. like, okay, it's probably like that. Yes. Oh, Laura Beverlyn and Marky Beverlyn. <laughs> They're always <laughs> thousand their faces off. They are disgustingly in love with yeah. one another. And I actually yeah. mm-hmm. believe with them it is genuine. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. Good for you. It still makes me want to puke. I'm not <laughs> even like that with my husband. Like I just can't, I am not a touchy feely person though. So I'm like the wrong yeah. example, but I believe they are, <laughs> yeah. they are over the top on the internet. And I truly believe that is just who they are in their relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I like following her too, because I cannot relate to her in the slightest bit at all, but I'm just like, I believe you. Like when yeah. she said something, I'm like, I believe you. But yeah, they're, they're the type who I'm like, okay, I get it. You guys have sex. Like you're married. I guess, right. You, know? right. Like, like, you don't I need a dry it. hump in the front of your G wagon. We gotcha. <laughs> I was okay? going to say the, the straddling on the new kitchen bar stool. Right. Like, right. So much. And also like, save some stuff like behind closed doors. Like that's what we're not obsessed with. Like don't be showing all that. (laughs) Right. I love it. Right. Oh my gosh. All right. Are you ready to get to these secrets? Oh my God. I'm so nervous, but yes, I'm ready. Okay. No, the secrets they're good. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The uh, outside of this first one, this first one is actually, I I'm sorry if you shared this, I still love you, but this is a little um, weird. Uh, Okay. Okay. So she says, I've been getting sexual thoughts about someone that I shouldn't in the last, uh, the last two years have been extremely frustrating and painful for me. I'm too hard on myself and just not living a healthy lifestyle. It's changed in the last few months, thankfully, but I'm faced with a new situation now. I'm getting thoughts about a family member and I have been trying my best to ignore it, but these are just not going away. And there's a genuine desire from my side, but that's a horrible thing to say. I just wanted to get this off my chest. I don't know how I can possibly make this go away. I focus on keeping myself busy and taking cold showers whenever I feel something. What? Wow. Wow. I loved watching your face. You you like you like hit me real heavy with the first one. Oh, I had to get this one off my plate, okay? Because it was yeah. weighing on me. Yeah, you you've held the burden of this. So here here's this, this actually is is something that I will say. I always let people know when I'm doing consultations. If anything like similar to this comes up, I'm not a therapist. Yeah, and and I. Like, and I would work with clients to help them find a therapist if they needed that, which this seems like that's probably the direction that it's headed. Like it's probably a result of, and again, like I said, I'm not a therapist, but it's probably the result of something else that this is filling like a weird void for. Like some sort of trauma. Yeah. It's like an illusion that you're creating in your head. That's not actually real. I mean, bravo to the person who was like vulnerable enough to send that in. Cause that's like a really vulnerable thing that, you know, that they've been holding on to. And I'm sure like a lot of shame is associated with that, but yeah, it's, it's like the past two years have been so hard for so many people. Um, and especially if this is kind of a result of like feeling lonely, that's a really great point. Actually. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's like, if you're just like feeling lonely and who knows, like, I just, I feel like even when people are perpetually single or something, then you end up with people because of their proximity to you rather than if they're like good for you. So that might be something there, but yeah, I would say talk, talk to like, uh, like a therapist or something and like come up with like what the, there's a reason why this is happening, you know? 
Yeah, there's a reason why that's happening. But I mean, if that felt good to get off your chest, I'm happy at least the first step was getting it off your chest. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That one was a lot. That's a lot. Um. Okay, we're gonna move right on to the next savage secret here. Okay. So. Uh, she says, I wanted to ask for advice, but it doesn't even feel like anything could help. And I've already made up my mind. I'm about to get married and my best friend just admitted they have feelings for me and that they're in love with me. I can't even believe that I'm having second doubts. I feel like I was somehow always waiting for them. And now they've said this to me. I feel so ridiculous. They have been by my side forever and I do love them, probably have for a long time, but I'm also angry. I feel like they are just being selfish for waiting this long and I'm so stupid for even thinking about it. I can't tell anyone because I don't even know how others would react. I can't imagine my fiance slash family finding out or just the embarrassment of calling off the wedding or leaving in general. I'm going to swallow all my doubts and get married anyway. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, um, like a lifetime movie. That's like literally what Wendy said. I literally yeah. said, okay, well that's a Hallmark movie. Cause I've <laughs> yeah. seen it. Like in that crazy? Right. Like that. Yeah. That, that I've like, seen ha- it. like this happens in real life it, all like, the time. Th- like, okay, I know that, I know that like the person who wrote this in is like really struggling, but I'm just like, oh my God, like my life is so boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> first of all. I have these same thoughts. I mean, some of it, uh, there's a, a co- another one that's coming up and I'm like, this is not real life. Like, how does this yeah. happen to people in real right. life? Yeah. Yeah. I, I cleaned the baby's I, okay. <laughs> Like my life is nothing of the sort. I took the biggest dude. <laughs> exciting things oh my gosh so with this one if i had to guess obviously you know there's the the person who wrote in obviously gave us like as much information as they could in like a small blurb so what i would say if this was one of my clients i would say that if they were to decide to end the engagement and not proceed with getting married, that doesn't mean that you can leave for the best friend. That means that you need to cut communication with both, at least for a short period of time, because there's something weird going on there. Um, It sounds like, you know, you're waiting for this best friend and you've been waiting for them. Um, It's like, do you really believe that like they've wanted you all along or are they just realizing it now because you're no longer going to be accessible romantically to them, like legally and binding, you know, relationship that you're Mm -hmm. entering into, you know? Um, if, if you really think that this isn't just something that's messing with your mind because you're about to get married and it's making you have second thoughts, if you think that it's really like a shallow thought that you're having, then I guess proceed with getting married. It sounds like you've made up your mind. However, I think that going through with a wedding and a marriage and then getting divorced potentially is so much worse Mm -hmm. than being really honest with yourself right now and being like, this is so shitty, but I can't imagine being able to go through with this right now. Yeah. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine like that would have to be scary, like a scary feeling. And that's such a risk that you're taking in hopes. Like you just said that it wasn't just because you're not available because Mm-hmm. Isn't that a thing? Like people want what they can't yeah. have, right? So it's yeah. like, what if you end your engagement or your, you know, your marriage, you don't make it happen. And then you, the best friend's like, oh, eh, maybe not really what I thought. Then right. What? And also, why are you, I would, I would have you like question yourself. Why are you best friends with someone that 
this could have potentially happened with when you're in right. a relationship that yeah. is so serious. True. You know? Yeah. If Ooh. if I if I was friends with somebody who I had feelings for before I before I met my boyfriend, like that friendship would have ended by like way long ago. <laughs> right, right. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. not an appropriate friendship to to keep. Right. So it's like, have you continued to have these feelings your whole relationship or now that they want you, is that intriguing to you? And like, you need to question why that is. Cause yeah. um, just because they're having feelings for you uh, doesn't mean that you would be compatible or great in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, fr- a good friendship isn't necessarily going to equate to a good relationship. Yeah. Romantically. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel for this person and their, their best friend is not really a friend at all because like in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you care, if you're best friends with somebody and you care about them, you don't tell them that right before they're about to get married. Right. That's, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. This secret. Um, I mean, she kept it concise. She said, I'm literally disgusted by my husband's bad oral hygiene. I won't even kiss him anymore. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Well, I mean, you know what? Call your dentist, make him appointment, it's tell him that you're like taking cleaning. him out to do something that he really likes and then pull up, roll up in that <laughs> dentist's office and be like, listen here, bitch. Clean the butter off your teeth. Let's go. I'm going to throw up, clean the butter <laughs> off your teeth. That's disgusting. My granddaddy used to tell us that. He's like, he would tell us to brush our butter off. I'm my throat. You know that feeling when you're getting ready to gag? Yeah. That luby feeling in your throat? I got yeah. it. I love listening to the way that like you say things, Wendy, because you grew up in, in the South, right? And like I live in the Northeast and like your granddaddy says, brush the butter off your teeth and like my Mima, like my New York Italian nonna would be like brush your teeth yeah <laughs> you put munching anyway. on the dookie balls go brush okay oh my god brush I can't oh, I okay. did have a so, great aunt that would say when anything like grossed her out she would be like oh that made my pussy pucker oh god oh, wow <laughs> and let me tell you I've never stopped using that phrase <laughs> I love that. I like want to have a drink with with anybody who says that. Right. Um, but you know that feeling where you just get like skeeved out and just, ooh. Yes. I'm like, yeah. I know exactly that feeling. I've been there. Oh my before. God. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to Mr. Butterteeth. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. First of all, I I would like to know, have you said this to him? If you haven't, then you need to tell him. Like right, right How? now. How? You know? Like well, you need to, you need to like. I mean, I don't know. Like when you're in a close relationship, I don't know. Like my boyfriend and I will tell each other our breath stinks or something. Like you're mm-hmm. allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, it, that, right. like if it's okay, okay. if yeah. you're so disgusted that you don't want to even kiss your husband, let alone like yeah. you probably don't want to sleep with him either because of that. If you're like repulsed, then that's like a, actually a serious conversation to have, you yeah. know, to be like, and, and to just say like, the last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings. Like, I hate that I even have to say this, right. but what's going on right like could is he depressed and so he stopped taking right. care of himself like there could be a lot of different yeah like what's the reason things yeah. going reason. on mm. yeah i'm literally picturing yeah. a serious conversation between these people they're like listen let's talk. <laughs> we have to talk and you're like sliding the dental floss and the toothpaste you're like 
<laughs> Wait, it's like that TikTok trend where someone shows something and then they go to the next clip and they're just smacking their card like against the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's just, I'll that. have to send, send one me, to you. Send me one. Oh, Wendy's like, please stop talking about TikTok. <laughs> I know. I have really high hopes for myself that I'm going to rock, t- I mean, watch TikTok, but do you look at your inbox from me? I have not opened TikTok since the last time you asked me this. I mean, you are the worst. The woke. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to curate your for you page. I forgot about TikTok. Okay, I'm gonna send you a, a morning reminder every morning. Okay. Please open TikTok today. Okay. I've sent you 42 videos. Oh, great. <laughs> that is how I show my love these days. <laughs> if you're on my mind, I'm sending you TikToks. Bam. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, where is this one? Oh my gosh. This one. Is it the one I think it is? Yes. Um, okay. Uh oh. So sh- this is a two parter because she sent it in to the question box first. And obviously there's not a lot of room there. So then we said, mm-hmm. okay, yes. okay, bitch, we need you to elaborate in the DMS. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the message she sent into the question box was my friend's husband got a bachelor winner pregnant. He's married with four kids. Bitch. You know, I was like, right in the DMS. Like, okay, I need you. I need you to elaborate. No more. So the message she sent back to us was my friend and her husband have been married for about 15 years and they have four children. Last year, he was visiting his sister in Florida (laughs) and met this girl. She's the winner of The Bachelor from several years ago. They started having an affair and she got pregnant. She's due any day now. The Uh, The thing that is crazy is that my friend is not going to leave her husband over this. Wow. Bachelor winner. I'm not saying any names. Bachelor winner from Florida. That's pregnant. (laughs) Do the math. Google it, people. Okay. Google it. (sighs) See, here's the thing. People are entitled to handle their relationships and affairs as they please. I think that when there is cheating in a relationship, I'm not saying that it can't work if you decide to make it work, Mm -hmm. but you all respect is gone. Once you take back a cheater, like you've acknowledged that you've acknowledged that they've disrespected you and that you're okay with it. Right. And that you're okay with it and that they could possibly do it again. Right. I would say to the person who wrote in to just be there for your friend. Like, even if that means not talking about the situation, just be there for your friend. Because if she thinks that you're judging her, then if she is ever ready and and wants to leave, she's not going to come talk to you about it. She's going to feel like she doesn't have anybody to talk to about it. It's if the, if that's a great, the girl is, if the girl is still pregnant, I guess when she wrote this in, the girl is still pregnant, then it's still very recent in a 15 year relationship. That's like a small fraction of the relationship. You don't know how she's going to handle it once the baby comes, if Mm -hmm. he's involved and all that stuff. So I would say to just be there for your friend. Don't tell her what to do and just be like, just tell her like, if you need to talk, it's fine. I don't need to give you advice. Like if you just need somebody to vent to, that's fine. But I feel for her like that's really tough. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
You're so wise. Like you we're really just are. sitting here with like relationship Buddha. I know. <gasps> I mean, Thank honestly, you so much. yeah. <laughs> but really, you're bringing up so oh. many points. Like I didn't even think about the fact after she has the baby, is he going to be involved? Is he going to want to be oh. involved? He might think he doesn't want to, but then when the baby comes, what if he does? Like I didn't even oh, think about no. any of this stuff. I was just like, oh man, that really sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know? feel so, like oh, <laughs> so damn. surface level. You know, that, that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rats. oh, I feel I feel bad for her. Yeah, that's that is. Tough. It's a crappy position for God. everybody involved, and that's a heavy secret for the friend to keep. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Secret yeah, that isn't really a secret because we just said that's it on intense, the show. right? But- <laughs> we didn't say. Who- yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. intense. Um. Okay. I'm secretly praying my baby boy does not look anything like my in-laws. They have very prominent (laughs) noses and not so other cute features. However, they did make a hot son. LOL. I know that's awful because all that matters is a healthy baby, but still not to mention they are super nosy and opinionated about everything. I I mean, I think people do that all the time. If we're being honest. I think so too. I think so too. I mean, I've even, I had, I have a friend who she has a baby who's like, I don't know, maybe two months old. And she made jokes like, you know, she hasn't hit her peak yet. You know, like she'll make (laughs) like messed up jokes like that, you know, but I think that that is perfectly fine to feel that way. And I'm happy that this was the place that you can come and tell us that dirty little wish and hope and secret. But if your husband is hot, then you're probably going to have hot kids. Right. Don't sweat it. Yep. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. No, I, I was just going to say, I have a friend that has said, I feel like lots of people Everybody say that. Everybody has features about yourself that you probably don't want to pass on and right. features about your spouse that you probably want to, you know, them to pass on. Like, I think that's totally yes. normal. What's Yeah, why are you I laughing? think that's totally normal. That's funny. Because I'm just thinking of this conversation that I had once. I forget who I was having it with, but Robbie was there. My husband was there. And I was like, I hope our kids get um, my skin. And then I looked at him and I said, no offense. And I said, <laughs> and my eyes. Again, I looked at him and said, no offense. And I said, and my teeth. No offense. He's like, dang, girl, do you want the kid to be any part of me? And then I was like, wow, I'm a real dick. I'm sorry. I hope they get not your hairline. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, but your earlobes are fine. Right. Oh, he does have cute little baby ears. Oh, that's nice. Well, I hope you get to Oh, God. I am such an asshole. Poor Robbie. I you mean, know, no, he's great. He's going to listen to this. Her husband. He listens, listens to every episode of this oh, podcast. Oh, my goodness. He does not give a rat's ass about nothing that we talk about. Mm-mm. He's also a Patreon member. Right. <laughs> Subscribes oh. to our Patreon. I said, babe, babe. That you're just, you're just handed. It's just transferring money from one pocket to another. Are you like, can you just give it to me instead? Yeah. I'm like, just, just put it in like money. my piggy bank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could have bought something real nice by now. Oh, no. that's so sweet. Aww, that's so sweet. That's precious, isn't it? See, that's good. He that's, is. That's and then here wow. I am saying, oh, my kids have all my features. Great. <laughs> Um, I hope they get his athletic ability with my competitive nature. Oh, there you go. They will be an unstoppable force. <laughs> you really found a way to still make it about you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a narcissist? Can you diagnose me? You're a narcissist. <laughs> no, you're no. Not. no, you're not. Hell no. <laughs> um, no, but I am a sociopath. She is. Did you take the sociopath quiz that I had put on stories once? No, I don't think so. 
Okay. You should repost that. That's I a good should one. repost yeah. that. Repost it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it to you now. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> so a woman, <laughs> a woman is at her mother's funeral and okay. from across the room, she sees a man and falls in love instantly. She knows this is her person. She must meet him like they're destined to be together. Okay. The man leaves before she gets a chance to introduce him. A month later, the woman murders her sister. Why does she murder her sister? Because she's a psychopath. <laughs> okay, you are not a sociopath. So, <laughs> according to the official not. quiz, uh, the official answer, um, if you are a sociopath, is that the woman murders her sister in hopes that the man will return to her sister's funeral and she can see him again. Oh my goodness. I wouldn't even think that way. Because we're not sociopaths, but Spencer is. It was the instantaneous thought when I took the quiz and I was like, well, duh, she wants to see him again at her sister's funeral. Like there's no other explanation. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. It is. Yeah. I'm afraid of you now. (laughs) I know. That's why she's in my good graces. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm in your good graces. Whatever. Let's be friends. (laughs) Whatever. Let's be friends. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we're going to move on to the uh, Ask Christina. Okay. Dear Christina. Dear Christina. Dear Christina. Oh, it makes me think of that. um, Dear Diary. What, that one? No. I was going to say the the Hanson song. Dear Amy. Amy. Yeah. The yearbook song. Yes. Yes. When I tell you, I used to sit in my basement in fifth grade and listen to that. Freaking sociopath. Listening okay. to Hanson. No, my basement <laughs> was lit, okay? My basement was lit. Some you don't have basements down candles here? and like voodoo dolls. <laughs> it was it was awesome, okay? It was like the hangout. Okay. And we would go down there and we would just like listen to Hanson. I love and Hanson. No way out or middle of nowhere, I mean. Yes. Oh, that was such a good But I would listen to that yearbook song <gasps> and I'd cry and I'd blast it. They had vocals like no one else. Agreed. They still do. They still do. Yeah, they're very talented, that fam. I was listening to them recently, and uh, Robbie was listening with me, and he was like, I would go see them in concert. Yeah. Oh, what was it on? Mass Singer. They were oh, on the Mass really? Singer. Yes, and they were absolutely incredible. Who did you like out of them? Oh, Zach. Me too. I was totally Zach. Yeah, the youngest one. Yes. I don't even... Oh, the youngest one. Yeah. yeah. He was so cute. I didn't know drummer. their names. It he was, was a drummer and I wanted to learn the drums. Z- mm-hmm. He was, he was the drummer. Mm-hmm. So Zach was the youngest. Taylor, Taylor was the middle. And Isaac was the oldest. There you Nobody go. Nobody liked Isaac. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Isaac. <laughs> Sorry. You know, Sorry. he had a glow up though. I don't think he knew how to do his hair back then. Cause it was like curly and it like split and it had I weird to break it to you, but none of them knew how to do their hair back then. <laughs> no, but at least the other ones had it a little bit shorter and it looked a little less, eh, it was still frizzy, but whatever. Zach. Sorry, buddy. I mean, not Zach. Isaac, whatever. Move on. (laughs) Move on. We're done. Okay. So the first message that she sent in was to the question box. And all she said was three year affair, both married, both don't want divorce, but the heart wants what it wants. And I said, bitch, I'm going to need you to elaborate for me. So okay. um, we're just going to call him Steve because she used his okay. name and I don't want to use his name. Okay. So she says, 
met Steve through some mutual friends online in 2018. I wasn't looking for anything. We started out chatting on the phone states apart. He had a work trip that brought him to my city. We met up, definitely had chemistry, but yeah, I'm not that girl. Well, my husband was working full time and going to school. We don't have kids. I was alone often. No excuse, none. This is not lost on me how horrible it is. It's disgusting. I'm well aware. Well, long story short, he is in a loveless 20-year marriage and three kids later and in the Mormon culture. So our loneliness and selfishness led us to each other. We have been able to travel all over and up until recently have been able to be pretty under the radar. We both understand the fallout bomb explosion that this would cause in both of our worlds. But sometimes you just want to have your cake and eat it too. It's so unfair for our spouses and neither deserve this. It's confusing most days. The heart wants what it wants, even if it's not ours to have. So many twists and turns in between really so much tea here. I guess my only question for Christina would be, do you think my marriage can recover? I'm hopeful it can. As of a month ago, Steve and I are no longer in contact. My husband has no idea. Honestly, can't believe that I'm sharing all of this. I have seen infidelity tear apart lives. I have been so judgmental. Never say never. I'm a broken person and have made so many mistakes. Just hoping things can be restored mostly in my heart. That's all. That's what she said. That's a lot. Okay. So here's the thing. I can tell that she is really broken up about this and feels super guilty. However, she needs to understand that beating herself up about it, not that I want her to beat herself up about it, but your own guilt and acknowledging how wrong you are is not enough for you to not tell your husband. So you, I can tell that what happens a lot, it's not, it's not just whoever's writing in, but it happens where you think like, I'm acknowledging how terrible this is. And I know that I did something wrong and I'm really beating myself up. So I, I punished myself enough. And now I don't need to tell my significant other because I already punished myself enough. And it's like, do you want to pretend that nothing happened, move on with your relationship that you were okay betraying, not tell him. And I am a huge believer in it, it is going to come out at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would imagine like you would always be paranoid. At least me, yeah. I would always be paranoid that somehow I would slip up yeah. and let out the secret. Yeah. Is yeah. that is it worth living like that? No. I don't think that I listen, I think that you know, you need to evaluate why you let this happen in the first place and like who was the person who allowed this to start happening? Like, are you the same person now? Why did it even end? You know, obviously she can only, she let you know a lot of information in those messages, but there's still a lot that we don't know, right? Like, did, like, why did it end? Was it on him? Was it on her? Was it like, I can't do this anymore. But either way, you punishing yourself for it does, does not mean that your husband doesn't deserve to know about it. And if he decides to, forgive you, then yeah, I guess your relationship can, can survive it. It can, if he decides to forgive you, but that, that's, it's not fair to not give him the decision on whether or not he wants your relationship to, to survive this. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not, it's not just your decision to make. You're making a choice for your husband and that's not fair. Yeah. Wow. Damn girl. Why did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) 
that just gives me so much anxiety. Like even, you know, my boyfriend and I all the time, like we'll talk, I'll joke around. I'll be like, oh yeah. You know, he'll be like texting his brother and I'm like, oh, you're texting your other girlfriend. I mean, we'll make those jokes. And he's like, I literally can't, like, it's not worth the stress. I'm like, your answer is supposed to be baby. I'm obsessed with you. I would never cheat on you, but fine. I'll take that one too. Yeah. Right. But it's just, I can't imagine the stress. Like, like you already relieved yourself of part of the stress of it's over Mm -hmm. now. Like, Tell your husband the fact that you're going to go to him and tell him and that it is already over and he didn't catch you might mean something to him. It might mean something. And then you guys can figure out how to proceed. It doesn't mean that it's a death sentence for your relationship. But do you want to live the rest of your life like worrying about when he'll find out? Because I don't know. I think those things always come to light. Imagine it comes to light 20 years from now. Like that's awful. Like just let it let it come out. Let it lie. Mm. yeah um okay so we have two more okay well we've got a couple others that i oh, want to get to oh yeah. you just get oh she just gave me two i'm rain. just giving wendy a chance <laughs> to speak you know i'm not the narcissist is gonna stop mon- monopolizing the conversation wow. yeah the narcissistic oh, sociopath thank you so much for letting me read i love this diagnosis for me <laughs> um okay My husband and I have been married for 15 years and we have three kids, but I am pregnant with our fourth. I'm 13 weeks and haven't told him because he thought I had an IUD, but I had it (gasps) taken out last December because I wanted one more kid and he didn't. Now I'm starting to freak out and feel like shit because what if he doesn't love this baby? Get out. Oh, that one gave me goosies. I don't like that one at all. Sorry, girl. Okay. This is going to go across the board. If you fucked up and you lied you tell you tell you tell them wow that's it you have to tell him and okay what I what I can't relate to is being a parent right like I'm not I'm not a mom I'm not I'm not a parent right so but I'm sure Wendy can can like weigh in on this like and even the person who wrote this in like you're gonna love your kids and and like he's gonna love your kids it, you know? It's still his kid. Right. He, he might not have I'm expected sure it or is. wanted it, but it doesn't mean he's not going to love it. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he he's not like, don't have any more kids. I don't like the ones we have. <laughs> <laughs> We've really struck out three times. Let's not go for it. <laughs> like, these like, kids I can't suck. Stand these kids. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the reason. It's like, oh, oh my God. God, like, oh, the headache and the money and like everything that comes along with kids. I'm, I'm right. sure it's not like, I can't stand these little people in our home. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want another because of that, you know, like it's, uh, well, I mean, sweet. So I'm sorry. At the beginning, she said that she didn't even tell him that she's pregnant. She hasn't told him yet. She said she is 13 weeks and haven't That's told him yet. kind of far to not have said yeah, anything, start, right? Start there. Start there. I hope that by the time you hear this, that you told him five days ago, start, start there. You have yeah. to at least tell him when he asks about the IUD, I would just be honest about it and say like, I, you know, I got it taken out and I was afraid to tell you and whoops, like maybe spin it a little bit and be like, listen, I just love you so much. And we have the best babies and you're just so hot that I just want to, <laughs> but I mean, it's probably, <laughs> but that probably is the reason, is you true, know, yeah. like, yeah. like, I mean, it, yeah, it's probably not a lie of love. Right. I mean, yeah. children are products of love. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Wendy, like really lay it on thick. Yeah. Mm. Spread it on girlfriend. Yeah. Spread it on instead of spreading your legs. Well, too late for that, <laughs> sister. <laughs> no, spread your legs at this point. Your followers like trust you with their lives. I I mean, I actually was kind of surprised. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Cause 
we have done question boxes before where we get some real dud responses. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe it was just hearing that we were having like an expert on it sparked something. They trying to get a text. Spicy. Back, you know? But you know what? I it makes me happy yeah. that they are like that trusting of us yeah. to I, I love kind of share that. So Yeah, these yeah. are good. I mean, it's so great to hear like a different perspective too. Like, I mean, Spencer and I are always given advice, but it's probably not the greatest. <laughs> um, okay. I'm married and I still think about my boyfriend from 10 years ago that I was the most passionate and in love with. He's also married. What does this mean? Okay. Homegirl, did you watch Sex Life? Is that why you're thinking this? <laughs> Wait, is that? Like, I haven't watched Sex I Life yet. Either. I didn't watch it either. Okay. I heard about okay, it. So okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you guys the premise, but I think that a lot of women are going to be going through this crisis right oh. now after watching Sex Life where it's a very similar scenario where she's having flashbacks about like the passionate sexy relationship she had with an ex who was probably also a really toxic ex. So um, start there. Yeah. If you're thinking it was the most passionate and like the most like sexy and you're thinking about your ex when you're married, it's probably because there was also a lot of like toxic turmoil, emotional distress related to that relationship. There's a reason why it ended. And I can guarantee that the when you're having like a really toxic relationship and there's a lot of arguing and and negativity going on, you convince yourself that the good parts are better than like any other healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine, you know, being married and, you know, you know, like being in a long-term relationship has times of, you know, monotony Mm -hmm. and that's normal. Um, And I feel like, that comes about and that's really normal, but it doesn't mean that you're like thinking about thinking about your ex. I guess that's, you know, it's normal. I think about my exes and I want to like throw up in my mouth, but for some (laughs) people, if if you're thinking about your ex or like a fling or whatever, and you're thinking back to like these hot, sexy times that were like passionate, it doesn't mean that it's like, that you need to go back to it. Right. Yeah. It's just like you're not, maybe, maybe you just acknowledge the things that you liked about their relationship and how you can then like bring that passion into your current relationship. It doesn't mean that doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, girl. Like it means nothing. (laughs) She's like, let it go. Basically. And it's okay that you're thinking that, but it's like, what areas of your life are, are becoming, I guess, like boring or monotonous to you? Is that a reason why you're thinking like that? And like, how can you bring more excitement and passion into your relationship now? It doesn't mean that the last guy was um, a better option. Like there's a reason why it ended. Yeah. It's like when people overanalyze their dreams, right? Right. Like Mm -hmm. I've dreamt about my exes before. It doesn't mean that I'm like, oh man, I should go look them up and, you know, slide into their DMs. Like it's just your brain does weird shit. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't need to follow it. Don't follow your heart. Okay. Are you up for a couple more? Yeah. Okay. I could do this all day. We have so many good ones. I mean, it's, you know, it's up to you guys. We, we, I go until you, until you tell me we're done. Okay. No, there's, there's three more that I think you could give some interesting perspective on. Now my phone has bleeped that it's low battery. So if it cuts off, we'll call you back. Oh Lord. You will get a call back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Get a text, but we'll call you back. Girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, this girl says used to have a hookup buddy in college. Now, three years later, after not seeing each other much, he took me on a date and now we have been chatting and truly getting to know one another. I'm scared though, that he still sees me as the hookup I was to him in college. It's causing me to be really insecure help. 
Okay. Well, okay. It, it doesn't really sound like there's anything wrong with this. It sounds like, I mean, unless she hooked up with him again, but it doesn't sound like that's happened. This is what I tell everybody. My boyfriend and I, I thought that we were a one night stand. Like literally I went to like a boozy brunch in the city and I brought him home with me with my eyes crossed drunk. Like literally <laughs> thought that it was a one night stand. But what happened was, you know, we were, we were like talking and I said, yeah, next time I see you, you could take me out on a real date. And then he did. He texted me a week later and said I had fun. And then we went on a real date and it was like a normal, you know, like courtship ty- type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. If he texted me again and said, hey, do you want to hook up? I would be like, no, I'm actually, I wasn't really looking for that. Like, it's all good, but no, thank you. You can have that, that past with him and it, you guys growing up a little bit and deciding to go on dates is actually a really good sign. I wouldn't overanalyze it. Just don't let it become that. If he tries to hook up or become like overly, you know, physical and that's not the direction that you wanted to head in yet, you have the control over that. And if he says like, oh, but this is what we used to do, then you say, oh, all right. I mean, like I get that, but that's not what we're doing now. And if that's what you're looking for, like, you know, no hard feelings, but I don't think you should overanalyze it. It sounds like it could really just be like, you know, a little bit more of a grown up situation. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. It sounds like fun. Just have fun. Okay. So I have a question about something you just said then. So your boyfriend took a week to text you back to text you after you guys hooked up. Yeah. Were you just like reeling during that week or you had just kind of written it off? Like this was a one night stand. I'm good with that. No, I was not reeling. I, and, and this is, this is what I, this is what I teach to my clients. And like, this is what I'm teaching in my course. I was in, in such a good place mentally that normally I would have been freaking out. I would have been freaking out over a guy who I literally had no interest in just because you start to w- like question, what does it mean if somebody hasn't reached out to you? I, as soon as, as soon as he, he was gone, I said, that guy was really cool. If I hear from him again, I'd be happy about it. But if I didn't, it's okay. And I understand because he doesn't owe me anything because he's literally a stranger. And I met him one time, you know, so I wasn't going crazy, even though like, you know, he did joke and he said, you know, I did that on purpose. I didn't want to seem too eager. I had to be a little cool. And like, so it's okay that he took a week and then he texted me. But then after that, I would hear from him every couple of days. And then like the the gaps would, would, you know, they started closing and now, you know, we're up each other's butts. So, (laughs) (laughs) but no, it, it, it wasn't freaking me out. If you're in a really good headspace, like that's where you need to be before dating and feeling in control of your love life is Mm -hmm. like not to be freaking out is to be able to like think objectively. Okay. I I love that. that. Me too. Okay. Because I'm not that girl. Just FYI, (laughs) I was never that girl dating. I mean, if they weren't like bowing down to me and up my butt, then I was freaking, (laughs) freaking out. Yeah. I that did was, not that see was you me. being that way. That is so funny. Oh, you would never know it. That's how I was always put it cool. I'm like, <laughs> always. Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you again? And like, I would <laughs> dump it. And I would dump you before you had a chance to dump me. Right. Like that I was fear of rejection. Uh, the minute I was ever committed. Mm-hmm. I was instantly thinking I've made a massive mistake. How the fuck am I going to get out of this? And I'd be oh. thinking about how to break up with them. Oh my God. Even with my husband. Oh, after I, you were married? No, not, obviously not after we were married. <laughs> He's but when a saint. <laughs> Truly. He is the most precious little Truly. angel Do you torture this man? I mean, I, I might. Kind of. I mean, she did I'm say kidding. she didn't want I any might. teachers. <laughs> I might. Um, well, the first time... He, listen, please don't stop 
liking me after this episode, people listening. They are not. <laughs> are you, like, this is not the worst awful. thing you've ever said, I'm sure. <laughs> so he actually, so God, it was probably like a year after we started dating and he took me to like our special spot um, on this. It was like this park on the sound. And he gave me his grandmother's ring and I started crying and I was like, this isn't a a proposal, is it? (laughs) And I think think it was kind of supposed to be a proposal. And he was like, I think he panicked and he goes, I don't want to marry you. Oh, no. He goes, (laughs) he goes, it's whatever you want it to be at this point in time. And I was like, I was like, thank you so much. I said, this is so special. I think it's just a special gift. <laughs> I think it's a promise ring that you promise. I think it's just a special gift. <laughs> because at that point, I was like, I I was very happy in the relationship, but I wanted mm-hmm. a wedding and a ring and all that fun stuff more than yeah. I wanted a marriage. And yeah. I was not, I just wasn't in that place. Yeah. It was the first the only other relationship that I had where I wasn't trying to get out of it was with my ex who was super toxic and it was just really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So here yeah. I was in this healthy relationship. I wasn't racing to find a way out. I was just not trying to get locked down permanently because your girl was going to have a panic attack. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my story. Please oh love my me. God. I love you, Robbie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, look at you now. Started from the bottom. Look at us. Look at us now. We've been together 13 years. Okay. We're not, it's not not too shabby. Not too shabby. For the commitment phobe. Okay. Um, (laughs) So this uh, listener says, how do I get out of a toxic relationship when I've already become dependent financially on my partner? I mean, that's really tough. Yeah. that. That sucks. I get that. That's really tough. Um, I was in a, I was in a toxic relationship for like four and a half years when I was in my, when I was in my early twenties. And I don't know if this advice would help the listener, but when you're in a toxic relationship, you don't realize that you cut off people in your life because you're embarrassed. Um, so I stayed with somebody who was really like emotionally and, and, uh, verbally abusive and like borderline, like I, I, I'm, I feel lucky that I got out of it cause I was afraid that it would go even further than that. But wow. I cut off a lot of friends and family and not like completely cut off, but I just would avoid talking to them. Right. And I, and I was afraid to leave because I thought to myself, nobody's going to want to be friends with me after I come like crawling back basically, or, right. you know, anything like that. So I would be willing to bet that if more people in your life who are really close to you knew what you were going through, they might be able to find a way to help you, whether that's like somebody's couch to stay on while you get on your feet, whether that's a job opportunity, a a family who might let you stay with them. Um, Venmo. But either, yeah. Everybody's doing doing Venmo these days. But But I mean, but really though, it's like, there's, there's always, there's always a way. And I would just bet that if you opened up to people who are close to you in your life, they maybe wouldn't have any idea of like how bad it is and they'll be willing to help you. And I know this sounds like such a a stretch, but like not knowing her situation or how dire it is that she get out of it. Mm -hmm. I have seen, so I recently saw a post 
on Nextdoor. And it was a woman who basically just said, like, help. She was like, I'm in this position. I don't have friends and family that I can turn to. Like, what are my resources? Can anyone assist me? And people came out of the woodwork to help her. Um, I mean, even I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I mean, if you are in a position where you need to get out, that that's an out of the box. Yeah option yeah i would say if it's if it's toxic but it's not like scary or abusive you then at least need to have like a plan on how you're gonna financially get yourself yeah out you know what can you do without that that your partner is providing right now you know what i mean is Mm -hmm. it is it is it just a matter of like food and, and shelter or is it anything that's you know unnecessary anything that's like you know a, a, you know, a luxury rather than a necessity and really evaluate and come up with a plan. If it's not like a dire situation, if it's just like toxic and you need to get out. Um, but either way, it's like open up to the people who are close to you because that like, you have nothing to be embarrassed about, yeah. you know, and like help, help comes when you like put, put the information out there, you know, yeah, like people don't let know, people what they know don't what's know. going on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more, because I think this is going to be interesting to get your take. So (laughs) she says, sometimes I get scared that maybe I'm a manipulator. How do I know if I'm emotional or calculated? (laughs) That's really, wow. I mean, I would say the fact that you're even thinking about it is, is like a sign that you're being calculate, like calculating, you know what I was thinking. Right. Like, are you planning? Are you ever, are are you ever acting like from your intuition? You know, like, are you ever just like feeling away and, and going about it? You know, I would say this might be another moment where like a therapist would probably be able to give you the signs of that a little better, but you're asking yourself the question, which means that you're probably like well aware of what you're doing. It might not be so serious where you need to like seek therapy for it or, or anything like that. But like the fact that you're thinking about it, if you're, if you are, if you do things with like, if you do things based off of which results you're going to get out of somebody else, and it feels like you're like coercing somebody to make a decision or, you know, you know, you're asking that question, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, a little bit doing. of a guilty conscience behind there. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're asking then then it sounds like that might be something that you're doing. Um, and then it's like, is, is it, is it feeding your ego or is it like feeding your soul, which like sounds really corny, but like, is, if it's just like your ego and it's, you know, this momentary, like, um, like excitement that you're getting out of yeah. it, or is it like nourishing you mm-hmm. deeply? You yeah. know? <laughs> I'm only smiling because you said soul. And the only thing I could hear was Wendy singing <laughs> Cheryl you Crow or Jewel. <laughs> that was the best. No, I know. She said soul and my brain immediately went bloop. You know, that, 80, that word life. association. Yeah, wow, for right? real. Okay. This was, absolutely amazing so much yeah i love this we have to get you back on like i feel like people are gonna love this too and i think that people are going to be extra interested in submitting other ones and they're just yeah man it's a lot to unpack and i feel really good about myself right now (laughs) 
and I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean that my life is super boring and I have nothing of the boring is sometimes good. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Boring nothing is of the sort good. going on and I'm okay no, with really. that. <laughs> boring is good. Yeah. It is. Boring is good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So just remind everybody where they can find you. So the two main places you can find me is TikTok and Instagram. Can't get a tax back on both. And then you know, all the info's in my bio, my highlights. If you go to Instagram, just click on the highlights, start here, and then everything will make sense from there. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, everybody, you can uh, subscribe if you're looking for more episodes to Patreon, patreon.com uh, slash swiping up. Join at the Miller's tier for a bonus episode every month. Our Facebook group is open. So just remember to answer the questions when you come on, uh, rate review, leave us some words of affirmations because, um, we're needy obviously. And we need that. <laughs> you can follow us at swiping up and you can follow me at Spencer. So basic. And you can follow me, Wendy at Wendy being basic. And as always, don't forget to hashtag embrace, embrace the, the basic. basic. Bye guys. <laughs> I fucking can't. <laughs> oh, I'm a freaking moron today. I peed on myself yesterday. <laughs> I did. I swear to God. Did you? I swear to God. You really peed? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you were holding on to that information. Yeah, for a I mean, like, I mean, like you couldn't wait to tell someone. <laughs> I peed on myself yesterday. <laughs> Literally peed all on my my leggings. Anyway, like a lot or like a little tinkle. Y'all, I couldn't stop. That's never <laughs> happened to me before. That you just happened. unleashed. I didn't mean to. I was walking and it was coming out. And then I, I went to the bathroom. I was walking in the bathroom and it was a puddle approximately that big. And my yoga in my pants. I swear to God. I'm really sorry for it was you. Sopping wet. Stop. <laughs> it was WAP, but it was from P. It was WAP. Not the good kind. <laughs>